welcome back to Just Another Basketball Pod, brought to you by Excuse the Noise. We've had a little bit of a hiatus. We've been too busy watching the games, the finals. It's been crazy. It's been intense. And for some of us here on Just Another Basketball Pod, pretty disappointing. Unfortunately, um, I am joined this week with Caleb Fogarty. How you doing, mate? Breaking news. I'm spoiler spoiler alert. I'm not the disappointed one. <laughs> Breaking spoiler. And of course, Breaking spoiler. Our resident Celtics fan, Jack Crawley. Hey guys, how are we going? <laughs> That's such so defeated. <laughs> it's done. NBA's the NBA's done. This season, 2021-2022 season is complete. How are we feeling? How do we feel about the finals as a whole? Do you want me to go? No, go go nuts, Jack. Um, Take the floor. You know, they just got it together at the right time, I guess. I don't know. There was, I think there was pretty much any game that the Celtics played well. It was a really good game to watch. You know what I mean? And then the four games that they played like shit. It's kind of like they were, the writing was on the wall for most of the game. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, just yeah, that was it was a, it was a tough pill to swallow. That writing on the wall, like we were in the group chat um, during that last game, and I think what was it, Tom? Where you like first quarter, Jack was already like, yeah, but yeah, second, yeah. Qu- it was the second quarter. Second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> the start of second quarter, I was like, this game's over. <laughs> Oh, they man. brought it they, back though. They brought it back a little bit. I had did. a bit of faith in them. That, when hey, they started I, bringing I, it back, I sent that uh, Hawkeye. Don't give me hope. Yeah, <laughs> mate. I uh, I called the Celtics comeback for the start of the fourth, and then they just like it. Just was every time they got them momentum, they then do something that the Celtics fall into. Like they get on a nice little run. Uh, Grant Williams made that air one, and then all of a sudden. Jalen Brown dribbles it off his foot. Yeah, Warriors, Warriors go down. The how many like it was? How many turnovers yeah. did the Celtics make that game? Twenty-two, I think That's it was. Ridiculous. Or something like that. Every game it was like just an absolute astounding amount of t- turnovers, and it's and it it was just a really good defensive team. Uh, hot, like it got highlighted in the second round against Milwaukee. Like the Celtics just struggle actually dribbling and handling. In general, there's there isn't a player on the team that can do it properly, and uh, and yeah, I was gonna say once, it's oh yeah go 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 yeah no, I was just gonna say once once you know you start playing really really good defensive teams like Miami and the Golden State Warriors that that it, it it's just unforgivable it's there's no coming back from it. But I also feel like their offensive structure is to get the ball to Brown Tatum Smart and let them go for it. Yeah, well, and, and it, it's not working. They were hunting the the mismatch pr- pretty heavily. Like they yeah. were hunting Curry and Pool the entire time they're on the court. Oh. But the problem is, they were just so slow in getting into that action. Mm. So the and it, it, just like the ways that they'd get the ball to the like to attack the mismatch, it was so slow. So that you know, high arcing lob pass over a defender, it gets snatched. A, a, a slow bounce pass between a defender, it gets snatched. Like it was so, it was just readable by great a great defensive team. It was and so readable. They didn't switch it up either, because no. it, oh, it would have worked. Like it, it, sorry, it did work in the first maybe three games of the series. But once once Golden State have like read it, understood their play, 
and they're not they're not going to change anything. That's why they yeah. read so many. Um, there's so many turnovers. Yeah, as well. Oh man, they knew as soon as you fought like Jalen Brown. He was. I think it'd be fair to say that he was probably the best offensive player for the Celtics this series. But even then, pretty much just most of some... the playoffs. If we're being, if you yeah, really look but... back at it. Oh. But the dude can't dribble. Like, I've never <laughs> seen someone have so many turnovers from just bouncing the ball off his foot. Ever. It's, it's funny because he'll do, he'll, he, yeah, he'll turn the ball over every three or five possessions that he's trying to drive pretty much or like making an outlet pass. Like, and he's, he's doing the right thing, but he's just not quite uh, succeeding in the execution of it. But then the two that he, the two that he makes right, it's like borderline the best player of the game. Like, he, his, what his crazy Euro ridiculous layups are insane. Mm. Like, and he was doing yeah, that. Well, he was doing that regularly. Yeah. Well, he kind of lost them. Uh, I don't want to say lost them, but that game five, he had two t- massive turnovers. Yeah, he was that. That was the game the where they, they played the minute. entire second half. Eh? Yeah, and it's got to be fatigue. But then again, he he got lucky in that game in the last game where he tr- for some reason tried to was on the fast break. And tried to split two defenders where he hurt his yeah. ankle. Yeah, that was never gonna work. Yeah, he went. He like got. Like, he ran into a wall there, didn't he? Yeah, why would no, he, he that hit the three at that point? Like, but yeah. that's that's shit that you said, Jack. Though he hits the three straight after. Yeah, yeah. Like, I and just the fact you know, first time in the final. I'll I'll take that. You know, they. It's a, it's a learning. It's a learning curve. They they yeah. were just repetitive in doing. Like Tatum taking up his layups. No, bro. Yeah, like, he was yeah, trying. It's to, almost like after to, all his, these, his back was to the basket, trying to yeah. flip it up uh, back. Why would you just pass it off, man? Or don't even go for that drive. I flip. I think that like he did not have a good series. Obviously, that's well documented. I think people are piling piling, piling on too much, but he didn't have a good series. That's fair enough mm. to say. But I think the Warriors are really smart in how they uh, handled him defensively. Like it was really, really unpredictable <clears throat> for example like they'd throw a triple team at him and then they would and then the next possession fine Steph just handle him like we, I have all the faith you're not going to get any help defense and then the next time it'd be like alright let's just wait an extra couple seconds so he thinks it says there's no help coming and then all of a sudden there's blindside help like mm. oh. it was it was so unpredictable it was really it was perfect it was honestly perfect people give Steph shit about his defense I will tell you now he is top five in the NBA in help defense. He is ridiculous. There was, there was showing um this video the other day, and literally he just shows he shows the defense guides the defender the sideline, gives it to the big, then drops off to the other side of the court, grabs the other defender. He is so good at that, and that's like what you said there, Jack. When you've got someone like Wiggins who is athletically gifted enough that can follow Tatum, but then you got guys like Curry, like Draymond, like Clay who are sm- smart enough to be able to help in certain situations and then switch when to switch, mate, that, that they set up for failure. And then the move to get auto, it was kind of, I think it's been a bit downplayed, but the, the fact that we were talking about Cape or Kevon Looney being a massive, uh, a massive reason that the Warriors would win. They actually moved him to the bench and brought in auto Porter was yeah. again another really good help defender, mm. and those were the final three games, and those are the three games the Warriors won. Yeah, like it's funny how how much a narrative can change throughout a series. Where at the start of the series, people are like, "Fuck!" Like, like, do the Warriors even have 
a lineup that they can go to at the, at the, at the back end of the games to you know get them over the line because the Celtics you know they've got all these options they've got Grant Williams they've got Derek White like they've got a good seven eight players that they can play pretty much whenever they want and it it just completely flipped on its head by the end of it like the Warriors would just every couple of minutes throw out a new player and the the, the way that they approached the game was completely different. Uh, I just um. Uh... I just don't know what the Celtics. Some of their like I I think it's a massive learning curve as well for Udoka, because I I think it got to the point where they were just like we're just gonna switch everything. But like I didn't understand the logic at the end of the seat at the end of the game where you're gonna switch Al Horford onto Curry and have no help whatsoever. The, I think they had the co- just, oh, yeah. just given up. The commentators made a big point on that. Like yeah. you need you, you gotta like Al did an extremely good job defending Steph. I was watching it going shit. Like, like of course, well, he did good. Of he course, tried. Steph's, Steph's going to get like burst past him, but he he held his own. I found, but you, you that- in a in a situation like that, you need to give help defense, and they just let open yeah. layups go. They came out the that the start of that second half. They came out and uh, started like trapping Steph, which I think was the first time they'd actually done that all series. Just like. I don't care what happens. You're giving this ball away. Like you're not yeah. even. We're not even going to try to give you a shot. And all that did was create uh, an overlap, and someone be open, or it'd go to Draymond. And then you know how I think we've talked about this a couple times in the year where Draymond and Draymond hit a couple threes that game. But like he's always looking to get an extra pass out to another. Mm. And so it would just be Steph gets trapped, offloads the ball. Uh, maybe it swings once. And then it, it's a wide open shot, and they'll either take that wide open shot, and they just hit everything, or they'd swing again. Or and because of Seth's ball movement, he's just got this crazy shot, and then he just hit. He got. It was on fire at the right time. That, he's he's really good off ball as well. He'll pass yeah, it off, that, and he'll be swinging down and popping back out. He's got a corner three, or you know. That, that's the biggest takeaway I've got from Steph in this series. Like he just did not get tired, and you could see the effect that it had on the Boston defenders. They were mm. fucking rooted by the end of it. They just couldn't keep up with him. Man. And the fourth Steph still like he just had the easiest drives in the world because they just couldn't stand. It couldn't stay on him. I he found it. Everybody. You, it was tired versus what, textbook. Yeah. Do you know what this sounds like, boys? Me after the three fucking fi- four finals, the Cavs yeah. burst against the Warriors. It's so. I actually am like, I'm sad that the Celtics lost for Jack, but at least someone knows my pain of the feeling when Steph Curry chucks up a three. It feels like it's going in every yeah, time. I, yeah, this, every this time. This is definitely worth saying. I have watched all. I've obviously I've been a basketball fan for years. I've watched Steph cook people and just go on these hate hot streaks. But to have it happen to a your own team and then a in the mm-hmm. NBA Finals when the, you know mm-hmm. it is just a. I I've seen people get demoralized by Steph, but that was next level like there's no feeling like it like, in the nba mate in sports, i baby. was oh dude i was the biggest warriors were my second team for ages steph was my favorite player for ages and then we versed him in the finals for four years and then i had to live with them smacking threes over us all the time yeah. oh man it, it's it's demoralizing it's, it's really demoralizing and like the most shittest shot ever that shouldn't like everyone got angry at Mark Jackson when he said Steph Curry's ruining basketball. He people didn't understand. I don't think understood what he meant. It's just he's just chucking up shit that only he can make, yeah. and pe- other people think they can make. But 
Oh, mate, it's you see, it's impressive. You see Steph's response to that? No, I didn't. Someone, uh, like, you know how it's, like, circulating around saying, like, Steph changed, Steph ruined the game and whatever. Yeah. Apparently, he said in, a, in an interview, he was like, um, I didn't tell anyone to take that shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true, isn't it? It's yeah. true. Mate, you go watch junior basketball these days. Like, when I... But when we were when we were, when we were young ones, Tom playing fucking Bathurst Miners yeah. and the Mate Mustangs, I we weren't allowed. You had to have a three three license to shoot a three. <laughs> you had to have a three license. Three's license. Yeah, you, you couldn't like. That's what my coach was like. He's like, if you can hit five three, um, a three from each spot on the like from the two wings, the two forty fives on the top, in um one oh, I was like two minutes. I think he used to say. You could shoot a three in a game, and no one would do it. But now, when you go watch juniors play, they're telling kids, "Fucking hoof it up, boys, yeah. go nuts." Um, Jack, I wanted to ask you though. Back to the finals. Yeah, so Marcus Smart. I thought there was a very telling moment in the game where he turned over the ball. Everyone ran back on D except for him, and the guy he was marking in Jordan Poole then hits back a three in the corner. If he ran down and chased him, Marcus Smart's a guy that is built a career on being the hustle guy, the guy that goes a hundred miles an hour. In that last game, like I know he's been a bit banged up, but he just looked like he didn't want to be there, yeah. and he knew by halftime they weren't going to win. Yeah, um, Marcus, it's almost like he suffers from knowing the game on a defensive level so well that he knows exactly what to do to force an offensive foul and what's a defensive foul, and when he feels like that should have been a foul that went his way. He's so defeated by it that he like he get, he, get, he starts getting worked up about it. I don't know. We've all been there. I'm definitely on a Thursday night. If a foul doesn't go my way, I'm very much more likely to give away another foul because I'm like that was I'm gonna like turn up the intensity a bit. But all he does is like, yeah, he suffered from the fact that he is known for being a flopper because even in that, uh, even in game five, like it was when. It was like uh, he, he uh, flopped on the clay push off, like it was a push off, but it definitely shouldn't have. It, like that, that's just, that happens six times every possession. So like you just got to, you know, stand your ground a bit and keep playing defense. But he flopped, didn't get the call, and then the Jordan Paul flick in the eye, like that. That's just, you know, he's got a tough. He just gave up, pretty much. He was just like, "Fuck, no, nah, I'm yeah. not going to get any of my calls." They complained a lot throughout that last game. Jason Tatum wouldn't shut up to the ref as well. Yeah, that's just the if there's one thing I've learned about Celtics is if they ever stop talking to the referees and stop turning the ball over, they'll win four or five championships mm-hmm. with this group. That's well, here's just a- how it is. Listen to this. So <laughs> we all, we all know about. Tatum's turnovers obviously had a hunt, broke the NBA record for all time turnovers. Turnover yeah, Tatum, which you know, <laughs> on, honestly, he, he he was asked to do a job that he shouldn't have have to do on a normal team. Uh, fair enough that he has all these turnovers when he's like the focal point for an offense, and he, he doesn't really have that skill yet. Only twenty three. Yeah. Uh, also, playoff minute leader by a mile. Actually, this wasn't my point, but I'll quickly say. 983 minutes in the in the playoffs. Clay Thompson, of all people, the man coming off 18 months of no basketball, led was the next Golden State player to play the most minutes, and he only played 792 as compared to Tatum, Ooh. 983. Um, 
Sounds like a stat been thrown out by a Boston Celtics fan. But well, okay. No, just like <laughs> that's just how much more basketball he had to play, which is fair enough. I agree, I agree, um, I agree, I agree. So 100 turnovers of him. Jalen had uh, 74 turnovers in the playoffs. Whoa. Whoa. Felt like it was more. Al only had 29, which is, you know, testament to him. Mark Smart had 52, but he only he played a hot, the heaps less games. So I reckon if he played the same amount of games and minutes at the other two, they also would have been up there. But yeah, like the, the Celtics just, you look at fucking the Warriors, like apart from Clay, uh, Clay, who had 28 turnovers, like they won't really turn the ball over that much. Which is the Warriors Achilles heel most yeah. of the time. Yeah, exactly. Is that in the series? Is no, that's hard- total playoff. Okay. Like that. Yeah, this is all total, total playoff stats. Like it's just. That's still a lot. The Boston Celtics don't turn the ball over; they win the game. It's they when they win the championship, but they just couldn't do it. Cut. And that's something Cut. that I guarantee you, if that would, that's the focal point for this off season. Everybody's going to come in and be like, "Fucking absolute dribble god." Oh, they just yeah, they need to do the Kyrie Irving put the uh, the shopping bag on the basketballs and just like dribble around with it because yeah. it was fucking bad, man. They. Yeah, like my biggest two takeaways would have been, oh, I do agree with you now that Tatum's passing is fucking so much better. Yeah, he's a great passer now. It, it's it's just he, yeah, it's I I think the fact that he is getting rinsed for all these turnovers it says more about the team than it does about him. I think. Yeah, like well, he, he's he's finding the passes. They're just yeah. It's it's. It's just got to do with the fact that it's not really his. He 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 needs to be put in a position. Also, the the way that yeah, I think we said this before, but the way that Celtic, the Celtics have this like approach their offense in general, there's really only like two ways for Tatum to get the ball. It's either, you know, in literally as soon as they cross the half court, he's just standing, you know, way past the three point line, or he's coming off a screen action on like one of the edges of the court. That's the only way he really gets the ball. Otherwise, he's just going to stand there. It's just, yeah. Anyway. It's hard. Yeah. Well, Tom, you weren't on the war. Like, you, by the way, guys, I won the bet. Just just putting that out there. I was trying like, not to bring that up. You were saying that you gave me the Warriors because you just didn't think they'd win. Why? Um, I just, I just from watching them, it, it, it'd have to be a personal perspective type thing. From watching them, how mm. they how they have been, when they're a playoff team versus how they played this regular season, I said, nah, they, they're not the team they used to be. They're not going to win. And, and, and they're going to, they obviously did well in the, in the playoffs to make it to the conference finals. But I said, no, nah, they're, they're probably not a winning team. I think there are better teams this, this season that will take out the championship. I also didn't want them to win because I feel like they've won too many. So in this, mm. it was this. I feel like it was this subconscious thing that I went, yeah, I'll give him Golden State that he thinks he has a chance, but they won't actually, they they won't actually accomplish it. But I, I'll eat my own words, as you say, Caleb, because they they fucking played like a like a playoff a, a, a championship team. They were they were mm. the championship team of that playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I tipped the, against them every round. Of course you. Yeah, would, I think though. I did yeah. too. Yeah, every round I was like Minnesota, they got this. Yeah, so I think just the lead up to it, and and comparative comparatively to how they've been in the playoffs, I just didn't think they were going to do it. But hats mm. off to them because they played outstandingly. 
and they, they played they well they they played they, they played the Celtics. Yeah, they, they, and the Celtics. The, I'm sure that they would have changed up there because they're a very mature team and very experienced team. They they've changed their their game style to suit best suit the Celtics team. Yeah, and they did it really well. So, boys, do we have the Steph Curry conversation now? I said to you guys routinely, I hate top 10 talk or people just placing players that they're fucking damn well, have never seen in their lives. I'm talking about you assholes out there that try to tell me Oscar Oscar Robertson's top 10 when you fucking haven't even seen a highlight of the guy. But in general, if someone was telling you that, I'm not saying your top 10, I'm saying if you say you saw someone's top 10 and Steph Curry was not in that, how would you feel? Is this top ten of all time? Yeah. Um. Well, I'm definitely the type of person that's like, let's have this discussion in two years' time. But also, yeah. Um. Just you know, very brief thoughts. I can't see how he wouldn't be a top ten player after this playoffs. It's you know just, what I mean. It's or just at the very playoffs. least, like that fringe. 11 to 13 range. That's exactly what I was going to say. He's he to me he's on the fringe, so I would be I would be surprised if he wasn't on it, but then it's 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 not like a it, I it would be debatable to him yeah. not being in it as well, you know. All right. Kobe or Steph? Kobe. Yeah, I think I'd go Kobe too. But I agree. It, that, that that's another I thing. Kobe's just got like mm. you go. I was just gonna say I don't think it's that close. I, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's. I I think it's really close. Sorry, I think yeah, it's. Well, they're they're yeah. both. So Curry's been with Golden State since what oh nine. Um, it's, it, they they and sorry, Kobe was with the Lakers his whole career. They both have built dynasties. You know, you can you can look at individual players like Kevin Durant, like he's incredible. He's a really good player, but he's just bounced around too much to really. I think be, Steph's past KD. But that's what I mean, and I, I think yeah. I think a lot of that a lot of what contributes to it mainly is that he stayed with the same team and built it from the ground up, basically, mm. which is or not well, a similar concept as to what Kobe's done, which is why you can, which to me is why you can compare them. Yeah, well, I think as well though, KD. The thing with KD though, the two, I think it, it's. I not just a, picked a player from random, just from because he's no, but, he doesn't really. But I, I think I think it's a good conversation with the KD part though, because I think there's still people out there who say they take KD over Steph. Just you look at the body types, you look at the type of player. Yeah. But KD's two championships, he joined a fucking seventy nine and eight exactly or whatever exactly like, uh, sixty nine and eight whatever it was like he joined like he hasn't won a championship as the guy. Well, he, I guess yeah. he was. Well, he was one A, one B with Steph at the Warriors. Yeah. Jack, you're being suspiciously quiet. Um, I don't know. I just don't really have, like, in terms in terms of, I I always struggle to have all time conversations because again, a huge chunk of the top twenty players are people that were retired before I was even born. Well, at least we've seen these guys. Yeah. Like, well, we the guy least... out of the guys I've seen, Steph might, you know, what. He'd be, he'd be top me. three, top five, something like that. Yeah, I reckon he's three or two for me. It'd be LeBron, Kobe, and Steph would kind of share that second spot, I reckon, now. What about what someone like a Timmy Duncan? 
I like I, I always liked Timmy Duncan, but I got to be honest, like I saw more Kobe than what I saw of Tim Duncan in his prime. Mm. Yeah, I also that, that, tough. I also think that people like Steph and Kobe are more superstar quality than Tim. Mm. You know, they have just this 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 edge, I guess. Tim Tim is undoubtedly one of the best players that we've we've all seen. For sure. Top five probably. Top six or seven, that, maybe. I don't know. That's a, but, that's a pod I reckon we got there, boys. Yeah? Yeah. Our top ten players we've seen. Yeah. All right, that. Yeah. We'll book we'll book that one in for next next time. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like Steph Steph has this this quality of an all star. And like a a, yeah. a greatest of all time all star. No, you don't yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but Jack, you're right. I think that we need to let it mull for another at least two years. Yeah, because I feel like you this this has happened now, and we can go, yeah, he's amazing. But you really only appreciate things until later. Yeah, you if know? you ask me right now, I'm like, fuck, Steph's the greatest player of all time. I just watched him dick yeah. on my team for six <laughs> games straight. So yeah, these things need right. need, need to breathe. Yeah, last last one. Need to breathe. Agreed. Is I know we're talking about the recency bias. Then would the shine be taken off if Andrew Wiggins got the Finals MVP? Oh, it, that would have been a fucking highway robbery. That would have been a fucking one of the worst things in the NBA. Yeah, that we would have happened. Yeah. No, it, I'm not saying it should have happened. Remember when but, he got into the All Star team? Yeah, like, <laughs> that was a th- fucking thirteen blower. points a game. Yeah, yeah no, I. If anything, it would have been like another feather in the cap of Steph is constantly underrated by, you know, if it, like people in charge of awards and stuff. Yeah. Having never won a final MVP. <laughs> it's been a crazy finals. Let's go over it really quickly with some fast, fast, fire, rapid points on the bulletin board. Welcome to the bulletin board, Brad. Quick fire, quick fired responses, really fast, really fast responses coming in. Caleb, Jack, and Tom, it's us, and we're doing bulletin board, quick fire. Did you like those trombones at the beginning? That would cool. We actually have four trombones in the studio. Really? All very harmonizing. Bullet, bulletin board. This is dumb as fuck. <laughs> Alrighty, number one, guys, coach Kenny Atkinson, former, well, sorry, still assistant for the gold, uh, assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors and former Nets coach, he's taken back Golden Hornets. What's the go there? Well, firstly, Kenny Atkinson is probably a top, I'd say a top ten coach in the NBA, and he's not even a head coach right now. This fucks the Hornets. He was such a great hire. I was actually stunned that they got him. Oh mate, you'd be sitting there seething. He said no to MJ. Uh, yeah, nuts. It's nuts, Jacko. This is my theory. You ready? <laughs> um, he signed. Yeah, they were keen to let him go, or whatever. And then after this postseason, Steve's like, I don't know if I want to do this that much longer. Kenny, you're um, you've got the throne after I leave. Whoa, that is a good call, actually. He's like, fuck, I'll I'll coach Golden State, stable organization. I know all their they're on the back end of their run here but i'd rather 
coach this stable organization to go to Charlotte where I can be sacked within a year. I think that's a very good call, actually. Whoa. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny takes over from the Warriors once Steve gets out. That's a very good call. Are you calling that right now, Jack? Yeah, that's I'm. I, I almost think I, almost in uh, a certainty. I I think they'd be paying a dollar fifty on sports bet if. No, yeah. that's. I think that's. I think that's a great take. It makes sense because Steve Kerr's health isn't that fantastic either. He's, yeah, exactly. And how lot like you win a lot like he's won so much. Yeah. Like he he doesn't really if his health isn't great and it's not like he's trying to reach the mountain. He's gotten four four rings. And um yeah, I I agree with that so much. I think that's a great take. And he Kenny Atkinson's perfect for the Golden State Warriors as well. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like any time from now till one or two years later is the perfect time for Steve Kerr to leave on top. Feeling good, mm. but he's also he's also kind of been nonstop with NBA everything since from yeah. being a player to a coach. He needs a bit of time. One of the best commentators ever. He, I yeah, loved him as a commentator. Yeah, it was. What was it? What was the old Jack? You might remember it. Um, they used to have the stories, and they used to have the roundtable, like all the players. And Steve Kerr was the only white guy there, and it was like Shaq, Green Hill, all the um, like all Hall of Famers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was it called? Half Court. Uh, I'll see if I can find it on YouTube now. But uh, Steve Kerr was on it, and he had some of the best stories. Like he's, have you guys heard his Reggie Miller story? Yeah. Have you heard that? Tom? I haven't. His no, Reggie Miller me. story. So you know how um, Open Court when Open Court that was it. Because uh, have you watched Open Court before, Tom? I think it's just, I might have like watched it a little bit. Yeah, it was uh-huh. just all stories from all these ex NBA players, and so they were talking about like what was the one of the funniest things you see on the court. And so it was just after MJ left, and Indiana was playing Chicago, and Reggie Miller. It was when he was um, walked to the mid court of um, Chicago in the middle of Chicago Arena after hitting that three and taking a bow to the yeah. crowd. Have you seen that? So he's taking the bow. And so this is the game where Scottie Pippen refused to come in and Tony Kukoc hit that game winner. And so he's taking the bow and like Reggie Miller was just talking about how I'm the new MJ. I'm the face of the league. The shooting guard position's my position. Fuck you all. Chicago's going down. Indiana's happening. Call timeout. Come back out. Kukoc hits the three, wins the game. <laughs> Complete pandemonium. And then apparently Reggie Miller turns around and all he sees is Steve Kerr standing in front of him and just bows, doing what, exactly what uh, <laughs> <laughs> was to the crowd. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Steve Kerr's the man. I loved him. Even when he was beating the Cavs, I love Steve Kerr. No one can go off like Steve Kerr can as well. It's great. Mm. But um, Kenny Atkinson, what do we think for the Hornets then? Well, you'd just assume they'd go after D'Antoni. I think there was another guy that they had shortlisted as well. But D'Antoni seems a bit of an obvious pick here. Be good. That'd be a good fit. Atkinson was more the... He's D'Antoni with a bit more defense, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, they were legit 1A, 1B of coaches you'd want coaching your team. So I think they're going to be pretty happy either way. Hmm. Yeah. Kenny Atkinson, the coach of the Golden State Warriors in the next couple of years. My prediction. Dream. All righty, next on the bulletin board. Christian Woods traded to Dallas. 
Jacko, what's your thoughts? Um, just fucking weird, hey. Just a, I don't know. I think Houston kind of, kind of blew it with this one, to be honest. Shocking. Caleb, yeah. run us through the the whole trade. Uh so the Dallas Mavericks get Christian Wood, who averaged 18, 10, 18 and ten on forty percent three point shooting for the twenty sixth pick of this draft. Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquis Chris, and Boban Marjanovic. They sold so fucking well. Yeah, yeah, when you think about what they could have got back at the start of the year, you just kind of like, fucking, you got, you got, you got a movie star Boban. That's about it. And a twenty six pick of a draft that everybody thinks is kind of a bit poo poo. I don't know. Get okay. Out of the four players, guess what? Guess who is averaging the most points and how many points? And how many of those points? Uh, what were the other players again? Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquis Chris, Boban. It'd be Boban. The others don't play, do they? I'm going to go Marquis yeah. Chris. So Sterling Brown is last on 3.3 points. Tied for third, or tied for second, I guess, is Marquis Chris and Boban Marjanovic on 4.5 points. And then Trey Burke coming in with a killer. Five point one points. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say they're they're all like garbage time players anyway. Uh, CBS and NBA gave them fucking a B plus for this trade. No, absolutely not. Kyle, what's your rating for the trade? Oh, fucking F plus. <laughs> huge, huge F vibes from this. I just don't like. I get that he's probably not the greatest locker room guy, but surely you could have got more. Like, the first-round pick is obviously what they wanted, but I would have been asking for next year's first-round pick because that draft apparently is insane. Yeah. I wouldn't be... I I struggle to think that, like, as Jack said, this trade would have been here starting next year, but I guess you get to pick the 26. But, oh, man. It's a fucking shit trade. It's a yeah. really shit trade. Really, well, gonna really be a poo. Ma- He's gonna be awesome on the Mavericks too. He He's really, perfect. yeah. Well, yeah. What's it gonna mean for each of the teams then? Be fun. What's it gonna mean for each of the teams going into next season? What do you guys think? Well, they finally got a star next to Luca. Like Christian Wood is a fucking really good player. Yep. Um, he'll have a coach and Jason Kidd who'll stay on top of him, which is something he's never had. Um, well, the first coach he had was Dwayne Casey, played very well under Dwayne Casey, um, and then went to Houston and. Surprise, surprise, hasn't gone that well. Um, I think it'd be great with Luca. He's picking pop stats. I haven't got him on me, but his pick and pop stats are insane, apparently. Yeah, okay. He led I think he led the league in pick and pop as the pop. As the So But uh, mm, I think it'll kind of be what yeah, they wanted with Chris Dabbs. I agree. What about Houston? But Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what Houston are doing, man. Weird. Just, I don't know. As a weird, weird. I guess, yeah. I guess they, they, they didn't want him that much that so they would give up. They would essentially lose the trade to get rid of him. I don't That's get what I they're doing. That. I just don't understand the environment you're putting Jalen Green in. Like, I get getting Christian Wood out. Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't have tra- traded Christian Wood. But I just don't get the, 
the environment you've got Jalen Green in, a guy that's already, yes, thrubber. I think that that's well documented, but he's over overconfident a lot. Shouldn't have made the first like that. We didn't talk about that enough about how much Josh Giddy got fucking dudded with Jalen Green getting picked over him in that all rookie first team. Yeah, we did not get into that enough because that was fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, that um, is bullshit. Oh, <laughs> that's anti-Australian bias. Maybe they just thought he throbbed so hard they had to have him in the team, but then they're kicking out another throbber. So, but yeah, no, Jalen Green, the Rockets. What the fuck are you doing? Adam Sandler's new Netflix film, Hustle. Boys, first thoughts, initial thoughts of the film. Jack, I know you're our movie buff on the podcast. Tell me what you thought. Mm. (laughs) I fucking loved it. It was so good. But it was so good, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I it was, yeah, just maybe the best. Battle. I couldn't believe yeah. how maybe it's how it, pumped up, anyway. excited, just this feeling of like adrenaline while I was just sitting on my couch watching it. I couldn't believe how much I just wanted to get out there and do stuff, especially those the training montage. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, I'm a the training for montage was yeah. really good. They were like lengthy. Yeah. I was about to say yeah, that, was, that was and Anthony Edwards stole the show. Up got an acting Anthony career ahead of him for as sure. As a player and an actor, he was he was the best yeah. actor, on, not named Sandler on it. I reckon. He... Uh, I would say he it, it, like take Sandler out of it. He's a second best <laughs> actor behind President Brad Stevens, who had the foresight to scout the, um... the boa. The, Boston the casting was. I'd like, I, I want to live in that universe for for oh, a majority of non-actor cast, like non yeah. not actor professional. Mm. It's a very very well cast movie. Do the Celtics t- go, Jack? Yeah, I just. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Yeah, we were. I think we were about to say the same thing. If the Celtics had a. The Bower in the, in the in the playoffs, they might have won. He was the difference maker. I don't think another I've ever seen a better uh, defender. Another than defensive the center. That man, that man could block a shot, eh? Mate. Yeah, fuck. Just like, just yeah, all around great movie. Really awesome. Should what do you rate it? Because like that. yeah. that's that was a really good basketball movie. It got yes. it got the There's character. There's no other movie well, like the that. Character as sport, like there's, you see like draft day with the NFL there hasn't yeah. been a, a basketball movie about the NBA that has like got NBA teams in it NBA players outside of Space Jam yeah and you'd have to think oh he was unreal in it too well how do you compare this up to Sandler's other films well the thing yeah. is, is everyone thinks Sandler's a shit actor but you just need to watch like Punch Drunk Love uncut gems and this the dude can act he just i think he just makes movies he well i think he makes movies for fun yeah he just does it he just does it and like he doesn't care what people think yeah and so he's just like i'm just gonna make a a movie be stupid make a ton of fucking money by the sounds of it he takes his own basketball court on set he just takes his entire family on vacation to these different fucking places where they're shooting treats it like a massive holiday oh i'm going on set going to work come bring the whole family 
and this one here, like, and then there's a couple of movies like Uncut Gems and this, where he just like flicks a switch. And he's like, okay, I'm taking this seriously. And fucking kills. Because, yeah, he's doing. Oh, another, he? He's doing another no. movie with the Safety Brothers, the Uncut Gems directors. Yeah, that, that starts. I really going, like the flow uh, of Uncut Gems. I think at the end of the he's year. just constantly go go go. It's just like it's just a day or like a yeah. couple of days mm. in his life. Yeah, Uncut. Yeah, that's like I still think. Um, good times, dope. Good time is a better movie than Uncut Gems, but what's a uh, like Uncut Gems more really because it was what's good time gambling movie? It was the first one that? Yeah. Oh, and he's like um, good times. Yeah, the one with brother, brother, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a very good film. Yeah. Also watched um, the first episode of Kenobi. I haven't watched the new Kenobi. Yet. One of the Safety oh, brothers is it. in it. Which Check I thought was funny. The, um, I need to watch that. Is that too. the one? Is that the one from Good Times that's in it? Yeah. Okay. Now, then, what's the what other new shows? Yeah, that? The Boys. The new season of The Boys is fucking bonkers. Yeah. Oh, that um, <laughs> the fucking penis cracker. Yeah, really good. Oh man, that was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just love that. No context. Are you just going? Oh, the penis. I thought you were doing a penis. <laughs> I was doing what he was doing inside the penis. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. Um, oh, well, no one will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now everyone's wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> there's so much. Have yeah. you guys re- like noticed recently in TV shows, there's just so much penis going around? Oh, euphor- so Euphoria Lee. Euphoria yeah, Lee's cock-to-screen ratio more than any other TV show right now. There is so much penis in that show, Euphoria. It's ridiculous. I've never seen it. You've never seen Euphoria? Watch it. Well, I've watched it, a little bit of it, but I haven't seen any, as any it, penises as of yet. But like, As our resident music fan, you'd love Euphoria, the soundtrack. I do. I have listened to some of the songs on the soundtrack, actually. Yeah. Labyrinth is Labyrinth is awesome. He kills it. Um, Even Jack, the, the most recent Jackass, just filled with penises. Have you guys watched the Pentaverate? No. You see Mike Myers, Mike Myers' penis. Oh, you see his cock. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, Mike Myers. Sorry, I'm not giving anything away. It's like not, actually, it's Mike Myers. Reveal, but it's 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 actually Mike Myers' penis. Oh, so yeah. Okay. It's about that means funny ass. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but just penises Tom, everywhere. Doesn't your mum listen to this podcast? Yeah, quite frequently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just noticing. Yeah, I'm just noticing trends. We can cut it out. It's not really. <laughs> no. I'm just noticing trends in TV. Uh, it's too much. Well, that, yeah, it's not a bad thing. The NBA season's come to a close. It is officially the off season, and I know that a lot of people. They've probably got a lot of questions as to um. What's going to happen? What the the future of the NBA is going to happen for next season? And Caleb, he's asked those questions and we've all answered them. So right now, we're going into this segment called Caleb's Questions. Caleb, all right. take it away, mate. Boys, so I just got, I wrote a couple of questions and I was just, I want to know who is. it. That, that's essentially what it is. Who is da 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 da? So, start off. The reason I wanted to ask this first one is because I actually wanted to ask Jack after 
the Celtics lost. Um, so first, who is the next superstar to leave their situation? Look, um, you can approach this a number of ways, but so I, I'm taking a bit of a, you know, this is a best outcome for the player as in like he's going to reach his potential. And also, I don't think he leaves by his own choice. I think the team trades him, perhaps. Not that it's a good idea, and I think it'd be like it'd be like a we're trading you just because we think this player is better, and it's going to bite him in the ass. I think OG Ananobi leaves the Raptors and becomes an absolute fucking gun, even though he already is a gun. But he's going to become like a legit superstar. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, that's interesting because my, my idea was like the superstar. Who's the next guy I like in terms of cap? But if you, but that's an interesting way to take it as in this guy is being held back yeah. here and then the next place he goes, that's where he's going to be. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that. I, don't, I, I still hate that Bleacher Report trade. I thought that fucking Jared Allen for OG Ananobi was a good idea. Dude, I've, I've I frequent the Raptors Reddit a fair bit and there's so many people writing about OG Ananobi getting traded and nobody thinks it's a good idea and it just makes me think fuck is something happening behind the scenes that just makes Rap- it, makes me think the Raptors are going to trade him somehow. The Raptors are one of those teams though. They're like the Miami Heat. If they're getting off of all Golden State Warriors, if they're getting off a player, you've got to go like why are you doing this? Yeah. So that that's the only tidbit I reckon with you there Crowley. What about you Tommy? I went with the first person that I thought of, and it actually kind of worked out as an interesting one. It, 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 you know what? It might not be the case, but let's do it anyways. Trey Young. Ooh, I went with love this, love this. I like that. All right, break it down. So it down. Trey, I, I looked at first of all. I looked at the Hawks themselves. They went forty three and thirty nine. They were ninth in the East, so you can just say like they're kind of like middle ground. They, their mm. net rating overall is 14th. Again, very middle ground. But what I looked at was their offensive... Sorry, their offensive rating is second. And a largely a large part of that is due to Trey. I think Trey's an, mm. an incredible offensive player. But then the, their defensive rating is 26th. And although we give Trey a lot of shit about how he can't defend, he can't do that, maybe it's not up to him. You know what yeah, I mean? They haven't built the team. They haven't built a defensive. They team haven't around. built a defensive team. I think that if Trey was to go some, oh, so let's look at the team. They got Trey. Then underneath them in the rankings, they got John Collins next, DeAndre Hunter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Cam Reddish, Clint Capella, and then right down Reddish the bottom. Eh, sorry, Reddish isn't there anymore. Cancel that. Take that out. They got John Collins, yeah. DeAndre Hunter, Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich, Clint Capella. Down the bottom, there's a guy called Cat. I don't know. And then um, Trey's Trey's individual stats. Uh, he played. He's one of the. He's players who played one of the most, the most amount of games for the Atlanta Hawks. He played seventy six. Um, he's averaging 28.4 points, ten assists, four rebounds, three of the three per game. Defensive one steal. He's forty six from the field, in uh, from field goals, thirty eight from three. I just think that if he went to a better defensive based team he would be able to take him to glory. So you think he gets the shits with how the Hawks have handled their whole situation? Absolutely, yeah. I think that Trey is already a superstar and I think that he'd be a championship superstar if he was to go to a team such as, I don't know, maybe Utah. 
Utah. Perhaps. <laughs> Just a personal okay, preference. One of the uh, angriest point guards joining one of the angriest fan bases. I think I like it. Yeah. Him and Donovan Mitchell, that'll be a nightmare defensively, though. Like, Mitchell's fucking shit at defense, so it's Trey. So I don't know how much that helps you, though. Well, yeah, I just think that uh, Utah needs him at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? They do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making shit up. No, they do well. Yep. Uh, so I was posed the question to you, Jack. Mm. Though we've removed from the boss from the Celtics losing, how would you feel if they po if they because what was the just to go through it again one last time, what was the biggest problem with the Celtics this? Uh, they lost. Uh, turnovers is a result of poor. No one been able to handle the ball. Bradley Beal. How would you feel if they did a, a sign and trade for Bradley Beal and Jalen no. Brown? <clears throat> I couldn't do it. do it. No, I wouldn't do it. Brad Brad is just wouldn't fit on the team defensively. Well, are they good enough defensively though to handle Bradley Beal coming in? I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. I don't think I don't think they lack offensive weapons. They just they lacked a system for that to thrive in. Yeah. You know? And I think I think they just need a bit more time to get it together. I don't think I don't think Bradley Beal's the answer. Although, fuck, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate him coming to the Celtics. <coughs> Tell you who Last... I fucking love coming to the Celtics, Zach Levine. Right, could happen. Oh, the the one I actually was thinking of, and Tommy made it just then. What about a Jalen Brown for Trey Young trade? No, no, Jalen Brown is like. Uh, is he yeah, untouchable? Absolutely. I'm, yeah. Oh, I think he already was, but he definitely is after this playoffs. Like, yeah, obviously he's got shortcomings handling the ball, but fuck, he was borderline the best player for the playoffs for us. Definitely oh. one of the most important. Just, I, I agree. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> I know no you. I know you'd absolutely hate the idea of trading your favorite player of all time for probably your, one of your least favorite players in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, legit. I'd hate that. What if Trey Young did go to the Celtics? Would you change your tune? Oh yeah, I'd find a way to back him. Yeah, there you go. For sure. Like no, he's not actually that bad defensively. <laughs> Boys, who is the worst development team in the NBA? Do we all want to go on three? Because I reckon there's a good chance we have the same one. I've got two right. different options, so I might go the one that I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. I had two, and I was like, I'll pick this one, but it could just as easily be the other one. All right. Three, two, one. Lakers. Sacramento. Sacramento. I was also going to say Orlando. I was going to say the, the Pacers. Lakers, hey? Mate, you know that's kind of okay. fair. That's kind of fair. I'll, I'll read you... The Lakers draft picks for the last ten years, yeah. Derek, uh, so I'll say first. It is with it, Caleb. First round draft picks. So they didn't have a first round draft pick from two thousand nine to two thousand fifteen. So then they had Larry Nance, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Mortiz Wagner, Jaden McDaniel's, Isaiah Jackson, and you're like probably sitting there going, "Oh, fucking D'Angelo Russell's pretty good now." So is Brandon Ingram. None of them made an all-star team the year after they left the Lakers. They all had to go two, three years after leaving the Lakers to get to their all-star team, become the player. 
the only player that has been drafted by the Lakers and has become an all-star as a Laker was Andrew Bynum in 2005. Wow. And then even after that, I'm looking now, Derek Fisher, 1996, is like, yeah. Kobe Bryant, who's not even a, like, wasn't, Kobe Bryant is the only Laker. He he wasn't even drafted by them. Like, he was traded. He was drafted, let's just say that. But he, he, he's an, pardon me, he's also an anomaly. Yeah, so I mean, but Kobe Bryant and Andrew Bynum are the only players that have been drafted by the Celtic, uh, by the Lakers in the last 30 years that has gone on to become an all-star. That's fucking crazy. As a Laker. As a Laker, yeah. Because I see the Brandon Ingram, I, I can see the argument about Brandon Ingram and D'Angelo Russell, but the thing is, is like Brandon Ingram was at the Pelicans for three years before he became a, two, three years before he became a Laker, before he became an all-star. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo Russell could... was a bust at the Lakers and then he had to get redeveloped at the Nets. Um, you know, you've kind of convinced me, hey, I don't think this is talked about enough. It's not. It's really not. It's fucked. Yeah. Because, I don't know, would you would you attribute the, like, Lakers bias? People just don't want to talk shit about Lakers? I, well, I just think because they just win so, like, they used to win. I was going to so say, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's kind of shadowed by success. Like the Lakers have a have a history of being a dominant team thanks to Kobe, mm. and no one well, no one seems to think. I, for me personally, I've never thought of it as being like a shit developmental team. I'm like, oh yeah, Lakers, Lakers always. I mean, like right now they've got LeBron, not a Laker, you know, who's already came from Cleveland. He's not a, yeah, exactly. He he's he's established himself elsewhere and then come to the Lakers. So Lakers themselves, they look like a solid establishment, I guess. But when you really get to the nitty gritty, like you have Caleb, you're right. Like the, it, you got your like James Worthy and like Magic Johnsons of the world, but that was in the eighties. Like yeah, that's yeah, ages ago. Since then, like the nineties. If you look at the nineties, the only notable player they drafted in the nineties, looking at it currently, is Nick Van Exel, who I think became good when he wasn't with the Lakers. Yeah. Derek Fisher. That's it. And then Kobe, who was drafted by the Hornets. Well, they'll be back there soon because did you see the video of uh, Anthony Davis saying he hasn't shot a basketball since the season ended? Look, I, yeah. I got a take on that. I actually think that's good. Personally. You reckon? Yeah. Man, they play basketball. Do you reckon he was working How out at all? How is that good? They play basketball so much. All the time. Like, I think you need... Like, there's stories about Steph... Like, if you listen to Draymond Green's podcast, he talks about how Steph, during the offseason... He doesn't touch a basketball from the last game he plays till he comes back in training camp. I'll allow Steph to do that because he's the best shooter of all time. <laughs> That's true. But I also kind of think of it like Andy Davis. I don't. Is he even like working out at all? If he's, I, I'll agree. If he's not working out, I think that's bullshit. But if he hasn't touched the basketball since April, it's only mm. June. It's two months. That's how I interpret yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I that. That changes my opinion if he hasn't worked out. Yeah. That means, oh, yeah, there's, uh, that, that's not, like, 100% convincing or anything. It's just I I assume because of the, the way he said it that it sounds like he hasn't been doing any sort of... Anything. Anything. 
And then I think LeBron leaves too. Yeah. So I think uh, they'll be back there. They're, they're not developing players shortly. Yeah. And we can harp on them for yeah. it. So who do so who do we say? Do we agree with the Lakers? Yeah, definitely Lakers. That's great. <clears throat> crazy. I think it's it's the most um, valid answer. Yeah. All right. I'm going to skip the ref. Do you want to do the ref one, Jack? Because I feel like you've got a good rant in you about that. I don't want to talk about it. It's Zach Darber and there's no second place. <laughs> even the extender? Nah, not even the extender is as bad as that bloke. Zaba is fucking awful. All right. Best center in the NBA after Joel Embiid and Jokic. All right. The correct answer is obviously Carl Anthony Towns. Ooh. But I think it'll be by the end of the next season, it'll either be Jared Allen or Robert Williams III. That's who I went. No Bam. <clears throat> no Bam. No Bam. Although I, I reckon I reckon if 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 you're right, so if you're doing the correct answer, Bam's like second or third under Cat currently. I think by the end of the next season it'll be Rubble Jarrett. Man depending on how I unpopular opinion, I'd take Bam over Cat right now. You reckon? Whoa. Cat had it it happened. It felt like it, it felt like it happened months ago at this point. But Cat really did not have a good postseason. I'm just taking the defense. Like I I think Cat's the better offensive player by a mile. Like I don't even think it's close. But defensively, Bam Adebayo could just change a game. And his effort, you true, always true. know he's going to have effort. You want to talk defense? Let's talk Robert Williams a third. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking Pogo. Like, Pogo legs. Robert, the only the only Celtics player you know in. Had had a what, plus thirty for the play uh, for the finals. He was. <laughs> Did you see the mean tweet about Jared Allen on Jimmy Kimmel? No. You know mean tweets of Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. Someone wrote Jared Allen. Why do you run like Shaggy? <laughs> 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 he does. To the mystery van. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Right. What's the next question? What do you think about that there, Tom? Just looking off into the distance. All right. So, wait, who did we decide was the best? So, uh, I think we're all split. Yeah, I said yeah. Bam. You said Robert Williams, Tom. Yes, Jack I did. says. I'm saying Cat, but I'm hopeful for Robert. Okay. okay. Who is the next It team? So, by It team, I'm saying who's going to be like the Warriors? And be the next team that you're like you're expecting to be in the finals for the next eight years or something like that. I think this goes without saying. I think it's a definite. It's kind of already expected in the league. We're going up to the mountains, baby. Utah Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Hollywood movie star, Wancho. And a great that's how, you, that's how you pronounce his name, right? Yeah, Wancho, yeah. Wancho. And they're also bringing back the purple retro jerseys. Uh, I don't really those ones. Yeah. Yeah. That just screams superstar. Um, and I also really like them. So I think they're gonna do pretty good. Man, and fuck, they are too. Yeah. They look sick. And don't forget about that chemistry between uh Gobert and Mitchell, like peak chemistry. It's all about chemistry. And if we get Trey Young. <laughs> oh, there's nothing stopping us. No, my actual answer is, is is the Grizzlies. I think they have the, um, they're currently equipped to be the next 
yeah. the next dynasty. It would take a couple of years, but they're already on their road to success, I feel. That Utah jersey's borderline a must-have purchase-wise. Oh, yeah. I'm happy that's back. Um, I said, obviously, the Boston Celtics. I think they're pretty much a guaranteed at least conference finals team for like the next seven to eight years. Mm. Just got to work on their fitness. And dribbling. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm Grizzlies as well. Um, nice. I, I think eventually they're going to make a trade. Um, they've just, they've got so many good players. Like I feel like you can bundle something together to then get a superstar to come. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't think you'll lose. You won't lose Jared Allen. I mean, not Jared Allen. Uh, Jared Jackson Jr., who came on at the end there. Jarmarant, no. I'd be keep holding on to Desmond Bain for dear life as well. But like you're telling me that next year's uh, name comes up and then they can send a package of like Kyle Anderson, um, was I'll make that fucking decapitated Gary Payton. Off the top of my head, I can't remember his name. Oh, um, Brooks. Brooks. Uh, Stephen Adams expiring. And um, the guy that they drafted at the back end lot this year that hit those corner threes. He's really tall and lanky. I can't remember his name. Jack, you'd remember him. No, I'm blanking too. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know who to Um Either way, and then some picks. Like, you'd be able to get something for that. Um and then Jamarant, and he's just he's a guy that just transcends the market. Like he's Memphis is a small He transcends gravity as well. Oh mate, fucking, fucking telling me. He's insane. Um Grizzlies is my pick as well. Uh next one. Zaya Williams, that's who we're talking about. Zaya Williams, yeah. If you say so, yeah. yeah. Brooks, Zaya Williams, Adam's expiring. And I forget who was the, uh, the third guy I said. Oh, Carl uh, mm. Anderson and then some picks. You can mm. fucking get something for that. Those are solid rotational pieces. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Kind of like that. Who is the player you'd want for one game? All right. I need a bit more context around this question. Is it like aliens that come in the no. earth? You got to play for your life? <laughs> I want this player on my team for... you got to. You got to win one game. So, mate, you can be against aliens for all I care. It's just got to be you got to play one game and you got to win it. What pl- who are you taking for that one game? The nerd lucks are coming down. <laughs> Before it was I have to win the game. My player was Taco Full. Before it was but if I have to win the game I'm picking Giannis. Okay. I'm going Good shout. I'm going well, I win. Yeah, you go Tom. Just off his uh playoff performance. If I want one person just to absolutely light it up off the uh, coming off the bench, Al Horford. <laughs> Purely off his playoff performance, and like, and it has to be like if he had one game, it has to be his absolute best game he's ever played, and that's who I've chosen. <laughs> Caleb, yeah, yeah, what are you, cho- who are you choosing? I picked LeBron. Even at his age, if you yeah, you can tell me he's going to play one game. Well, that's what it was meant to be, Al Horford. <laughs> Um, <laughs> how funny was that video of LeBron playing just shooting hoops with these kids in the driveway? So fucking yeah, they, hit the, they hit the car or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you say? 
He likes swore at him, I don't know. The yeah. funny bit was when he was just doing impressions. He was like, Tatum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he finished it with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, yeah. I, I don't, all right, all right. All right, little LeBron pick. Because if you like, if you tell me you just got one game, I reckon you could get one good game out of LeBron the way he is right now. I think I've misunderstood the question. I think my um. Do you want to go again? I think my one game from Giannis would get you. But. Okay. Okay, one game. Yeah. Uh. We may as well just choose best player in the league. But it's, it's different. Thing. It's different to me though. The best player in the league and the guy you'd want for just one game is different. I, I think it's a different question. But it like the answers can be the same. Well, it's worded differently. Yeah, but I think it's the context is also different. Like it could be the same person, don't get me wrong. But I think it's like like it could easily be like Jokic is the best player in the league, but like if I want one game, yeah. I'd take KD, I guess, more over that. All right. It's Al Horford. One player. Still Al, okay, one it's player. still Al Horford. <laughs> He's 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 gonna be my definitive answer, but I'd probably go Steph. <laughs> Steph, okay, I like yeah. that. All right, the most valuable player to a team. I went Giannis again, but I, as like a one. But my two A and two B would be Steph and Luca. Yeah, okay. I went. I went Luca. Yeah, I went Jokic. Yeah, that's fair. He did yeah. kind of fucking carry that team. Why, why Luca? I think that's asking why is the sky so blue, but let's go. Yeah. Let's break it down. <laughs> that team would be poo-poo platter without him. And it's designed that okay. way. Yeah. Like I said, why Luca over Jokic? Well, honestly, you could put Luca in that. I mean, Jokic in that two category too, to be honest. I probably just didn't think about it long enough, but. I'm the same. Hey? Yeah, there's a fine line. I think I just yeah. maybe it's just I like Luca more. Mm. Yeah, honest. Yeah, probably just personal preference at the end yeah. of the day. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a you could debate all day. We could we could we could you know talk like turkeys all day <laughs> about this. But <laughs> all right. at the end of the day, they're all valuable. This one's quick. Best player in the league. I think we're all going to agree with it. Yeah, I've said him. It's, I've said him twice already. To be honest, I don't know. I thought you were going to say Al Horford. <laughs> I'm saying Al Horford. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm I'm Giannis. I agree. I'm Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. All right, sneak one that I didn't send you guys, but this is the last one to end it. Quarters off guard. I know. Who has the most important championship of the last ten years? Ten years. Fuck. Ooh. Let's um, talk importance. What do you mean? Influence in the league? Well, um, just, I guess. Or to, to the individual team, to an individual player? All of, all of, all of the above. No. Oh, man. I'd, go, I'd probably go ooh, either Cleveland, probably Cleveland. Although I do really like the Raptors championship. Raptors championship is pretty cool. Yeah. But I'd probably go Cleveland. Is the Spurs championship in the last ten years? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, that would have been twenty fourteen. Yeah. Because yeah. you got so you got LeBron's first championship. You've got the Spurs comeback essentially. Um, you got the first Warriors one in there. You got the Raptors. You got the Cleveland one. 
You got the da- Milwaukee. Yeah, Dallas Mavericks just fall out because they're 2010. Milwaukee's yeah, in there. Yeah, that would have been my pick. I think it would have been between Cleveland and Dallas. Lakers. Da- or, yeah, you got Lakers as well. It would have been Cleveland or Dallas for me. Um, yeah. I would have picked Dallas if they if they fell in. Well, out of all the Warriors ones, which is their most important? This one. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because mm. it could have been an argument for the first one, but I reckon it was this one. Nah, this one, I think, was just just how many years it's been. This one's pretty impressive. Especially not a lot of all the new cast members and stuff. Not a lot of teams will be a championship team, fall off, and then come back within five years. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah they, it doesn't, doesn't happen very often. They were literally the number two pick two years ago. And yeah. their, the, their pick didn't even play. <laughs> yeah, it didn't even fucking matter. Yeah. And their throw-in for the trade was their second-best player. Like a guy that was a th- yep. fucking money, just like to make the money work. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on Just Another Basketball Pod, brought to you by Excuse the Noise. If you have any hot takes, hit them up. Hit us up on our socials at Just Another Basketball Podcast on Instagram. I'm Tom Craft. This is Caleb Fogarty. Thank you. And Jack Crawley. Wait, I didn't get. Thanks, guys. Celtics in nine. Wait, I didn't get to say my my uh, thing for you guys. Punishment. Ah, oh, oh, we can do it next it? pod, bro. Ah, oh, you fuckers. Yeah, just, just <laughs> Oh, we're actually doing that? Secret segment, Kayla's punishment. Tell us, all right. What are, what are we going to do? All right, boys. I want a... Well, oh, for, for context for the listeners at home, if you've just joined us, we did a draw out of the hat. It was probably the most complicated rules that we've ever had to explain for a game on the podcast i, I listened back to it and i didn't actually know what we we're doing even though <laughs> we did it like i was there when we did it um we each picked a team that we thought were not really going to win the finals and ga- gave them to each other i gave caleb golden state regret- re- regrettably i was given celtics by jack and caleb gave jack miami which was a double-edged sword. That was a crazy good pick. Caleb has won. He gets to choose a punishment for both Jack and I. Caleb, take the floor. Boys, I ran the risk of making it a bit of a Jackson Adelity, Shami fucking type punishment, which I think think we're the three of us are better than that. I'm kind of concerned that I think that maybe you guys would have done that to us, though. Um Tom did send me something yesterday about shaving heads, which I don't don't think I could do to Jack. Because <laughs> I'm sure as fuck wouldn't shave my head. Um, I know, boys. I want a joint presentation. I want a joint presentation concerning. I'm trying to think how to word this. Is this a PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, I want a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, no. Conducted by both of you about how good the Cavs are how much better the Cavs are than the Celtics. And oh, I don't, you don't even fucking team Tom. Go. I'll, I'll okay. happily take Utah. Yeah. Utah. Wait, what was the second half? So I have to lie. I just want a full presentation about how good the Cavs are, 
and why they are so much better than the Celtics and Utah Jazz. It's going to be the best damn PowerPoint presentation you've ever seen. We are going to fucking spice this thing up. When are we presenting? Uh, let's go next pod. Yeah. All right. Next pod or two. We'll do one. I'll give you one or two pods. Fucking bastards. All right. I like this. Actually, let's um cut. Let's try. Let's do it in person and let's film it. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that could be, be in, yeah. that could be one of those nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get up in we can get like in suits and everything like that. Get a boardroom. I, w- yeah, I want nice. a, I want a full proper presentation about how good the Cavs are, how good the Cavs are, and why they are so much better than the Celtics and the Utah Jazz. <laughs> um, all right, guys, get ready for that PowerPoint presentation because it's coming in hot and it's coming in good. This has been just another basketball pod. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Next, well, next, next podcast. <laughs> <laughs>